Well, one thing I've discovered today is that I'm out of shape and I don't think I can do this well. This is my, <laughs> this is my third time before the people of God. Earlier this morning at the 8.30 service, I gave them half the sermon and my time was up. Then when I got to the contemporary service, I gave them the middle to the end. <laughs> my time was up. And now here I am <laughs> with you now, and so I don't know where the Spirit is going. We're just going to follow the Spirit. Amen. <laughs> I, I just don't know what's going to happen. We'll just start to the end, and when the Spirit lets me go, then I'll let y'all go. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, thank you again for this day and all that you do in our lives. Thank you for the ministry of the church and all that uh, your people are engaged in. Thank you for the UMW and how they are helping so many and making such a change in the world. And Father, we'll be so honored to give your name all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Our text this morning is coming from 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, beginning at verse 41. And this is what the Word of God says. It says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat, and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up, to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and then he bowed down on, his, on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up, look. Go up now and look. Look toward the sea. So he went up and said, and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up and say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and winds and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hands of the Lord came up on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. If I had to have a good sermon topic for good Christian Methodist folk, it would say something like this. Up on your feet, rain is about to come. Get up on your feet, rain is about to come. Eat, drink, and celebrate, for I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I started telling the earlier church that I'm a country girl, so I could resonate with the text and what it means to hightail it to the house, not to get caught in a burst of rain. I was born in San Antonio, but we moved to Goliad at an early age. And for you who can remember or choose to remember, before there were washers and dryers in the home, as we know them today, we washed our clothes in a wash house and hung the clothes on a clothesline. At my grandmother's house, we washed every Saturday. Unlike some of us, we wash every day. 
or whenever we get a load. My job as a kid was to carry the clothespins in my grandmother's apron, and as she needed a pin, I was at her right hip, and I would pass it to her. Like a player, she wanted not to be interrupted. Therefore, each time I handed her a pin, I had to hand it to her with the pinch so that she never lost stride. And we would hang the whole clothesline back and forth. Me and her would walk back and forth, and I would reach in the apron, hand her a pin. And when the clothesline was full and we were ready, it never ceased to amaze me that it was always lunchtime. It was time for us to go in and for us to have our lunch. And so when we went in to have our lunch, it wasn't shortly after we had finished eating and, and I was feeling a little sleepy uh, that I would think it would be time for a nap. Grandma would say, it's time, y'all, for us to go out and get the clothes off of the clothesline. I hear or I see a cloud in the sky. Well, if we did not move fast enough for her, she would come back and yell, y'all, come on now. We've got to get these clothes off of the line because I hear or I see a cloud in the sky. And just as we went out to the clothesline to get the clothes out, we could see dust from a distance. And then after the dust, then there would be a wind and it would begin to whip the clothes on the line. And then after the wind, we began to smell the rain. And just about time we were hightailing it into the house, a cloud burst of rain would come down. Now what I could never understand as a child is how did grandma know that it was going to rain? Uh, Did she read clouds? Did there was a sign? But what I discovered over the years was the fact that after you have lost so many washings (laughs) with dust and rain, you soon learn how to read the signs. So Grandma had an intuition about what was going on or what was going on in the clouds, and she would call us out to say it's time to go. I hear or I see a cloud or a shower of rain. Now in the text, 1 Kings 18, there had been no rain for years and there was a drought upon the land. Elijah prayed to the Lord and the Lord heard him. God told Elijah, he says, go and present yourself to Ahab, the evil king, and I will send rain, and Elijah believed God. See, faith and character, which is what we need, is what we need in time when we're going through a drought or a season in our lives. In the text, the power of God is being displayed with a contest between the prophet Baal and the God of Israel. 
Elijah prayed that during this time that God would reveal himself and that the God of Israel or the God of Baal uh, would, would, would not be the God of all gods. And so Elijah says to Baal or Baal, go and get all of your false gods and bring them to Mount Carmel. All of your goddess, bring them to Mount Carmel. And what I need for you to do is that I need you to build an altar. And when you build the altar, I need you to put a sacrifice on the altar. And when you get the altar built and the sacrifice on the altar, I need for you to pray to your God, Baal, and you pray to your God until fire comes down. And whoever comes, which God brings down fire, that is the true and living God. And so Baal begins to pray. And he begins to knock over the altar, asking the God of, to come with fire. And nothing happens. Elijah begins to mock him and say to him, where is this God Baal? Is he the true and the living God? And nothing happens. So after all morning, finally, Elijah said, I'm going to make my sacrifice. And he gets his sacrifice, and he puts it on the altar. And he digs a trench around the altar and fills it with water. And the Bible says that Elijah prayed, and this is what he said. He says, God of Israel, answer me. Answer me, Lord, so that the people would know that you are the Lord and that you are God and that you are turning their hearts back to yourself. And the Bible says that fire from heaven came down as Elijah was praying. Burn up the sacrifice, burn up the wood, sucked up all of the water in the trenches, and Elijah called the people together and said, Now you know who is the true and the living God. See, when you're going through something in life, you need to know who the true and the living God is. It's easy to serve God when things are going well. It's easy to serve God when there is plenty of. It's easy to serve God when, 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 when things in, in your life are on the uprise. But it's when we're put through trials and tribulations. It's when we're going through things that, 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 don't, that we don't want to go through is, is when we feel the test of fire. Those are the times in our life when God is able to refine us. Many of us give up in the wilderness, blame God for not providing compromise our faith, abandon the truth, while others in the wilderness turn to God with conviction, knowing that God is able to do all things and that God has a plan for your life to turn around every situation that comes upon you. Deuteronomy 28, 12 says this. It says, the Lord will open the heavens the storehouse of his bounty to rain on your land, on your dwelling, in a season, and bless the works of your hands. 
We have a God who loves us. We have a God who wants to open up the heavens. He wants to pour out his bountiful blessings upon us. He does not want to hold back anything from us that we need. God loves us. He's a good God. He's a wonderful God. And he stands at all times wanting to meet all of our needs. The Bible, that text says, and then you are the lender and not the borrower. You're the head and not the tail. See, that's a blessing right there. When you're in the will of God, when God is working in your life, when the blessings of God is flowing in your life, you become the lender and not the borrower. Too often I say, I'm so thankful, God, I'm a lender and I'm not the borrower. I'm so glad I'm the head and not the tail. I mean, you've got to learn how to confess these things in your life. If you want God's blessings, you've got to speak blessings in your life. So I don't know about you, but, but I'm ready for the drought season to be over. We've been with COVID so long, I'm, I could be COVID myself, amen? <laughs> I, 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 I done read enough about COVID and, 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 all, and everything to go along with him. I'm ready to get out of this drought. I'm ready to take off masks. I, I, I'm ready to be able to be with my friends and, and not really have to wonder or not. And don't, for God's sake, don't let them cough. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be in the presence of people so that, and I don't have to worry or, or have any thought about what might be going on uh, in their life. I am, I, I'm just ready for rain to come. And so, so, so the question is, uh, for us today, in this drought season, is how much longer, it's not how much longer uh, uh, will it be before it's over, uh, but, but, it, but it's how do we maintain ourselves and live in the bounty of God and prosper in this time and these times of trouble. God has a plan, church, and his plan is good, and, 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 and it's not evil. And, and so the drought that you may be in today, you've got to understand that it's not going to last always. Troubles, that's a song to say that, troubles don't last always. Seasons come, and seasons go. And so you can expect if you're in a season of drought right now, that it's not going to last always. But how you come out of that season or how you live in that season will determine how you trust God and how you believe that God is able to work things out. So a drought is when it's a scarcity or when there's a lack of having enough. But the good news is that God is in control and that God is concerned about everything that concerns you. Somebody ought to say amen. Whose report will you believe? Church, we walk by faith, not by sight. Genesis 1 and chapter 1 and chapter 2 is clear that God's plan for humanity is to enjoy the beauty, the abundance, and the fruitfulness of all creation. 
in Genesis again, uh, 1 and 28, God blesses Adam and Eve and says, go be fruitful and multiply. And then later, after sin, God makes provisions uh, for Israel and, and feeds them manna from heaven. And then in Exodus 16, water gushes out of a rock. In Exodus 17, there is a promise that, that Israel will reach the promised land filled with milk and honey. The effects of our fallen world uh, have, have caused us, church, uh, to, to, to have this catastrophic, it, it has a catastrophic on our, uh, our ability to come into the presence of God and have that relationship with God and also the, have the capacity to have the provisions or uh, create the kind of wealth that God has in store for us. But blessings are ours. The word of God, no matter where you are, no matter what you have, the blessings of God, they never change. God is an unchanging God. What God said God will do, God will do it. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. You can believe that God is going to bring you to a wealthy place, flow, a flowing stream of spiritual blessings, and, and an underground of water welling up on the inside of you. You know, wealth and abundance is just not having the ability to have or to buy whatever you want. Oh, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. But it's not, it's not abundance and wealth is just not having the ability to do that. But it is the fruit of the Spirit. Love and peace and joy, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, you can't buy that. You can't buy love. You can't buy kindness. You can't buy goodness. These are the things that you cannot buy with wealth. And so we know that wealth and prosperity not only means having enough, but it also means having peace in the midst of a storm. Being able to, to uh, have long-suffering with your brothers and your sisters and, and, and whom you say, I don't want to suffer with you anymore. Being kind to people who are not kind to you. Finding joy in the midst of sorrow. These are the wealthy places that God himself wants to have you in so that you can know that he is God and that he is God all by himself. So I say to you, if you are in a drought, if you are in a acute situation in your family with your children on your job in your marriage if you having health challenges if you sick and you can't get well your mind will and emotions they all over the place you can shout hallelujah anyhow because God himself is going to have blessings coming your way. If you're in a dry place, you feel numb, out of touch with reality, no self-control. If you're struggling with grief, 
of a loved one can't seem to shake it. If you're worried about not having enough social security because you thought you'd be dead by now, whatever it is that you're worried about, in the name of Jesus, you can shout hallelujah anyhow because God is faithful and God will always have enough for his children. So I say to you, get up, look up, and declare that there is a blessing in the sky. Go back seven times. You may have gone the first time and you didn't see anything. You may have gone the second, the second time and you still didn't see a cloud. You may go six times and still, but on the seventh time, the Bible says that the servant came back and told Elijah, I see a cloud in the sky. It's no bigger than a man's hand. Elijah said, that's all I need to know is that there's a cloud in the sky. He says, you go now and you tell Ahab to come down off of the mountain because showers of blessing is on the way. See, you got to know when the showers are coming. Uh, you, got, you got to know Grandma knew it because she had enough trial and tribulation with them clothes. She got tired of washing them over and over. See, you got to know when you see a cloud. And see, you, you, and, and let me give this part. He says that he heard. He says, tell him to come down off the mountain because I, I hear a sound of abundance. See, he didn't see. He said, I heard. See, you've got to be so in tune with the Spirit, so in tune with the Word of God, so whatever God's words say, you can be in tune with it. He says, I heard. He heard it through a spiritual reservoir. See, you've got to get your ears in tune to the spiritual things of God so that when God is speaking through his word, you might be able to hear the sound of abundant blessings. I I'm excited about it. I'm always looking for blessings. I'm always got my ears between my knees. That's, what, that's exactly what Elijah uh, was doing. The Bible says that he put his head between his knees on the ground. That means Elijah was praying day in and day out. He had a prayer life that, he was, that, that was so intense that when he got down on his knees that he could hear what thus saith the Lord from heaven. Oh, y'all gonna make me shout up in here. Uh-huh. You know, you got to have spiritual ears in order to get the blessings that God has in store for you because you don't always see with the eye. And sometimes it takes longer than you're willing to wait. And so when you don't see it, then you think that it's not coming. But if you have spiritual ears and you're constantly before God and asking God through his word, his blessings, then you begin to hear it in the spirit. You don't see nothing, but you sure can hear it. I, I, don't, hear, I don't see nothing, but I sure do hear it. I, 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 I haven't seen anything in a while, but I sure do hear it. You got to get those spiritual ears prepared to hear what thus saith the Lord. And so God, Elijah said, this is what I need for you to do. Get up, quit crying so much, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Quit worrying about stuff you don't have no control over. You know, some stuff you don't have control over. Some things you, you have control over, but there's more things that you don't have control over than things that you do have control over. So quit worrying 
about the stuff that God has already taken care of. The Lord says, I knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. So I had a relationship with you. Before you came out of the belly, I knew you. And I had a plan for your life. So if the Lord has a plan for your life, he already knows what you need. He already knows your shortcomings. He already knows everything that you're going to be able to need in order to get through this life. And he says, I've given you every spiritual gift in order to live according to his will. Mm. So let me tell you this in my closing. Give me a few more minutes. In order to celebrate, you've got to choose this day who you will serve. Will it be Baal, the evil prophet, or will it be God? Whose report will you believe? The key to prosperity is denying yourself and being humble with God. You've got to look to God and not yourself. You've got to keep your face between your knees. And you've got to seek God's face. You've got to learn how to pray without ceasing. You've got to learn how to cry out to God, Lord, I need your help. You know, sometimes we we so much in ourselves that, that we don't want to cry out to God. But have you noticed a child when they need something, they cry out, and what do you do? You respond. And that's the same way it is with God and his children. When you need something, you cry out to God. God will respond. And so he says this in Second Chronicles 7.14. He says, if my people... Mm, who are called by my name, that's us, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear, uh -huh. then will I hear. So you got to have them spiritual ears. Even the Lord said it. Even, he said, then I'll hear what's going on in heaven and I'm going to heal your land. Put on your spiritual ears, church. Elijah said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Sound was coming out of his spiritual reservoir. I want to say it again. Fueled by faith in God's word and prayer. So if you want a blessing, not only do you have to listen, but you got to pull from your own spiritual reservoir, and you got to learn how to speak blessings. Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And whatever you love... That's what the Bible says. You'll eat it. So if you love to talk negative, you're going to eat negative. If you love to talk praise, you'll eat praise. So whatever you're saying with your mouth, you need to watch it. If it doesn't line up with the blessings that God had in store for you, then you can't say it because there's power in the tongue. So speak over your circumstances. Speak over your children. Them is God's children. They not yours. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. Them God's children. They not yours. I don't care how old they are. I don't care how grown they are. Even our grown kids are not doing everything we'd like to see them do. Even our grown kids cause us trouble sometimes. 
And you know what we say? We say, we wash our hands. We washed our hands with you. We've gone as far with you as we're going to go. I'm not doing it anymore. They're not your kids. Them are God's children. He just gave them to you to watch over until he comes and gets you. And so you've got to speak good over your kids. I don't care how, what they're doing and, and how they're acting. Speak good over them children, y'all. Speak healing over your body. Reconciliation over your marriage. Increase over your finances. Prosperity over your church. Wisdom and discerning over your mind. Restoration over your broken relationships. Speak that the inner dwelling of the Holy Spirit will rest upon you and that he would give you power to heal the sick, raise the dead. Ah, thank you, sister. Uh-huh. Speak, speak, speak blessings. They want to find you. Isn't that amazing? Blessings want to find you. They're just not out there just circling around. They want to find you. So it's easy to listen to other folks say what God won't do. But I'm here to tell you God can do all things. So Elijah says this. I'm going to close with this. Elijah says this. He says, eat, drink, and celebrate. So what he wants us to do, he wants us to eat. When he says eat, eat the word of God. The word of God is true. So when you're going through something, and it says, eat, you eat the word of God. Uh, Jeremiah said it. He said, I, when, I, when, I, when I ate the word, he said it brought joy and happiness in my soul. Then he says, drink from the living fountain. Jesus told the woman at the well, if you knew who I was and who it was that asked you for a drink, you would have asked me for living water and I would have given it to you. Drink the water of the Holy Spirit. And then he says, celebrate. I don't care what you're going through. Celebrate anyhow. I don't care where, what's going down. Celebrate anyhow. He says, you rejoice. I say, always rejoice. And when you rejoice, and praises go up, blessings will come down. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. It's, my, it's mine to offer you today. If you don't have a church home and you're visiting this church and you'd like to come down and let us pray for you, give you instructions on how to become a member, we want to do that. Or if you just want to pray at the altar and say, God, you know, I just have not been as faithful as I should have been. Going through these last couple of years, it was easy for me to stay home and not to connect. But now that I'm back, now that I have my right mind and I'm ready to reunite with you and the presence of the Holy Spirit, I'm coming to the altar today and make that confession. It's up to you. God bless you.